Association and IndieBirth.com. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to IndieBirth series of podcasts, Taking Back Birth. Hi, everyone. Marin here today with one of my favorite things to do, which is to talk with people that have experienced an autonomous pregnancy and an autonomous birth. And I know I'm going to be super inspired today by sharing Brittany and Connor and Ilya with you all today. So welcome, family. Uh, share what you will about yourselves. Thank you so much, Marin. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it feels yeah. like such an honor to be on your podcast. Well, it is, it is an honor on this end, for sure. Thank you. Yeah, we, um, man, I just feel like we're um, four weeks postpartum right now, and we just had the most amazing ride with this pregnancy and birth, and there's so much I could say about it, but I think using the word autonomous feels really accurate, and I feel like it's been such a huge process of diving within ourselves and really feeling out what has felt right for us, and it's just led to the most amazing magic and it's been like work and it's been play and it's just been so worthwhile in the whole process and has given us an opportunity to grow closer to ourselves and each other and, and to bring this being through really in the way that is, is really how we wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. We were just talking about the topic of kind of self-education, which I love because that was a huge element of leading up to the actual birth itself and that happened even before conception yeah probably a year before conception we were really envisioning what, what kind of birth we wanted and then you know the evolution of that really took place initially intellectually and then we really had to do a lot of work emotionally to maintain our vision mm. yeah yeah and I just recognize too if it's helpful to hear like some uh, facts like we're yeah, we're, uh, we live in Austin, Texas, and we kind of have been traveling for a while and just sort of like settled in this space, which we love and we love coming back to. And we live a pretty odd life, probably by most people's standards. <laughs> we're really weird in a lot of different ways. We have like really alternative lives and relationships. And so I think this was another way that we were able to step into more of our truth and our power around something that was kind of radically different than the norm in our society and not, not because it was different, but because it really felt right for us. Right. Yeah. We'll share some contact info at the end so people can check out your work and find you guys. Um, but yeah, you're unique, I think for sure in that sense that you're already stepping out of the box in your life in so many ways. So you know, in a, you know, a lot of, a lot of ways it's just followed suit, but what inspired you know, this first thought, this first spark of going through your experience this way? I love that question, I love that question too. Um, well, I feel like when I first started thinking about bringing life into this world a long time ago, maybe like 10 years ago, I mm -hmm. felt like it would make sense to do it at home. And I remember I had dreadlocks at the time and I was getting my dreads done with my dread artist in her home with like her kids running around and her youngest daughter just kept saying, babies come out of the vagina. And it was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we watched the business of being born. And at the time it was just like revolutionary for me. And that really? was just kind of like, yeah, that was like the first step into being like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to have a home birth. 
And so home birth just stuck in there, like that makes sense. And then, um, yeah, like Connor said, we've been really intentional about wanting to bring this life through and we like felt this soul kind of reaching out to us for like a year. And so we started to look into it more. And I talked with a woman um, that we had met in Thailand and through our events. And she just said, um, she was like, I free birthed. And um, she sent me this link to um, her talking about her free birth. And I was just like, what the heck is that? And the first time I, I listened to her story, story and she had done a lotus birth and she had like eaten some of the placenta too. And I was just like, this is crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, what like she just had and i was telling connor i was like she just like, had her baby at home with her partner and like that's it and yeah we were both just like oh my god that is wild that's wild Ooh. and then I, but it stuck in my head and i was like that's amazing and i can't we came home from thailand and um i connected with a friend here who's really like into yeah more of like natural mama movement and um and she had been like listening to your podcast and and I like asked her about this free birth and if she'd heard about it and she was obsessed and she just like gave me a couple of resources and then it was just like yeah I mean it was like basically overnight just listening to a couple things and it was just like it all sort of sort of started to make sense so much sense and the more I listened and the more research we did it was just like oh yeah totally that's what we're gonna do yeah i would say it definitely became the the clear choice pretty quickly but initially the first like hearing of it you know it's just something i've never heard about and i had this reaction like whoa she's great <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then it didn't take long it was just like hearing it a couple more times through podcasts like yours marion um where you hear real live people who have these incredible stories that are so different yeah. than what you often hear in traditional setups uh certainly with with the hospital but also sometimes with midwives and just doing doing more more research we had heard some other experiences that were just less than ideal i think and because we are living this life that is um pretty radical already there's a lot of autonomy and self-led action that we're, we were, we're used to yeah. and so this just kind of made it kind of fell into place with everything else we're doing yeah and I guess one huge thing that sticks out to me is like hearing about the natural process of birth and like the hormones of labor and all these things um it was just like it went from being this crazy concept mm -hmm. like how would that be possible to like oh like this is pretty like everything is perfectly orchestrated and like we could just get out of the way and not disturb the process. And this wouldn't be doing anything crazy. This is actually like, yeah, this is actually the most normal thing we could do. And so then it became like, okay, well, what does it mean to us to have an undisturbed birth? And like, what do we need to be able to get out of the way of creating any sort of interventions or having anything that could come into our space? And that really is what we were feeling out. Yeah, I mean, that's so beautiful. And I think the attraction to free birth or, you know, whatever you want to call it, even just undisturbed birth is so common sense, especially when you feel like you're not alone. And, you know, even just in watching videos or hearing people's story. Um, and I want to talk more about, you know, your process in realizing that for yourselves, because I think it's one thing to know that that's the best, you know, kind of intellectually. Yeah. But there's so much work that goes into someone 
making it happen. I think it's just, you know, where we are in our culture and what we're exposed to, even when we're kind of radical in our lives. Um, there's so much that we have to process, I feel like. So I want to hear from you, you know, maybe some things that came up that you worked through or wherever you want to take it. Like, even I know you did a lot of research and I was so impressed by that with you, but like, how did you balance that with what was yeah. coming from inside? I mean, there's so many like really cool, deep topics we could explore. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I love that that about the balance because it really felt that way for me like there was a time where it felt really important to do a lot of research to listen to a lot of other people's experiences mm. to educate myself and then there came a point where it felt like okay now I really now I'm kind of done with that and now I really just want to be going within and I want to be maybe like not listening to other people's stories I want to not be hearing people's opinions around me I want to just like connect with myself especially in the last trimester, that felt super important. That is so important. And I always wish more people would identify with that portion of pregnancy being like such an inner journey, you know, yeah. the world is so counter that, right? Like we're still yeah. measuring and testing and doing all the things at the end that take women away. And then we're surprised when, you know, in their birth, they can't access that material. So that's so that's so, so smart. What kind of stuff um, do you feel like was coming up for you or were you working on, you know, when you started to turn away from like what everybody else was saying? Anything you'd want to share? Yeah, for sure. It was kind of like a process of like anytime I would hear something that inside of me, I felt like some fear or some clenching or resistance around or like, I don't know what I would do in that case. I just for me at that time, it felt better to look into it more. Mm. And it was so helpful. So like, for example, like even with people who I know who have had home births with, that were like really beautiful. And we had friends that recently had a home birth in Hawaii. And like, they were so worried because the cord was wrapped around the neck um, of their child when it came out. And I just felt like, oh, yeah, that does sound scary. And like, the more I looked into it, I was like, oh, that doesn't scare me at all now. Like, I really like that sounds normal and that makes sense. And like the baby's going to get what it needs. It's going to be fine. And so it was just kind of like those kind of things. That was definitely one of them. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like pretty much anything I think that, that I had heard enough about and I didn't have my own answers for or my own peace around. Mm. That was kind of like something I looked into. So hemorrhaging is another one that like, I feel like there's this fear around it. Mm. Um, tearing also like fear around these things. And it was cool just to feel out my own relationship. Like I didn't really have it much fear around hemorrhaging, but it sounded cool to like learn more about. Um, and then, yeah, tearing, I did notice I had fear around. So that was really interesting. Just, yeah, just to see the different ways things came up and, to recognize areas that like I could be as prepared as possible. And then also areas where it felt really good to surrender and to like mm. kind of go in deeper and know, like, you know, I don't need to know, I don't need to have all the answers. I really believe in myself. I really believe that like at the time I'll know what to do. And also this deeper surrender for me, which has felt like I really trust the natural process of, of life and of birth and also of death and, I don't feel like that's my path, but I also feel like everything's just like, everything's unfolding perfectly. And um, 
there's some sort of like really nice deep surrender and not feeling like I needed to control every little element. So yeah, I guess it's all been this huge balance between like that part of me, that more like intuitive, flowy, like trust in the universe. And then like the anal part of me that is like type <laughs> A and did want to like write up all these things and then have a session with you, Marin, and be like, okay, this is what I think I would do in all of these cases. I'm like, does that make sense? But I think we also kept returning to the knowledge that the best thing we could do for the process is to be in a peaceful and relaxed and positive place. And so even with all that practical research you were doing, there was always a return to this more centered, emotionally balanced space where we felt like we understood once, once we could both drop into that space together during birth, yeah. stepping out of the way and letting the natural process take place mm -hmm. was fundamental for, uh, uh, for it to happen the way it need, needed to happen. And of course, there's practical things that can be helpful to get us there, but ultimately like that, that was what we saw as maybe the, the peak of what we could, could do for it. Yeah, and I remember geeking out actually, getting really excited. We had, we got your, um, the How to Have an Indie Birth program before the 13 Moons program was available and we were driving to the Asian market, which is a long drive for us and we're listening to like this, just like understanding for the first time hearing about the hormones of birth mm -hmm. and we were just at, of labor and birth and. And we were just like geeking out, looking at each other like, oh my God, like, this is so cool. Like, look at this, like how simple, how beautiful, yeah. like perfectly orchestrated it was. And that felt like a really pivotal moment for me because it went from being this idea of like, okay, I know birth works and it's this natural process to being like, like thinking about all the things I could get excited about, like, wow, my body's going to do this and that. And like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. There's so much good stuff there. You guys <laughs> yeah, we could talk forever. Man. Yeah, no, I love it all. I love the balance of using your brain and then settling into like that heart space to make choices. And I feel like that's just such valuable advice to anyone who's, planning this route or considering this route is no matter what your choices end up being, I think, you know, where you birth, who you birth with, that has to be, yeah. yeah. I mean, that has to be part of the equation. Like, although people choose different things, like I, I get to that some people maybe don't want to learn a darn thing and they're just going to settle into what they know. Um, but I just personally resonate with, you know, seeing you walk that balance so beautifully and, and like you said, returning home, like, isn't that <laughs> what we all seek to do, like, you know, in all areas of life is to return home to that space. Um, and I love too what you said, Brittany, it's not like um, we expect the journey to necessarily be perfect, like we have to entertain all the aspects of life and death experience. And I think that's just such a key to having an autonomous experience. Like you can't have blinders on to the enormity of the possibility of what can happen too. You know, and I think that's an uncomfortable conversation for some people. Um, but if we don't entertain like life and death and both sides of the coin, then, you know, it's like we're seeking to control it just in the way that many people do like around our experiences. So yeah, absolutely. I totally feel that. I think it was maybe we read um, gentle birth, gentle mothering with Sarah Buckley. And I think she's, it's in that book. She says like, uh, 
birth is as safe as life or do you remember the quote it's something like that I know. but it was just like yeah it just right. really okay, stuck with me right. like okay this is no this is no safer or less safer right. than the than everyday life crossing the street or taking the stairs or whatever it is Ooh. yeah there's there's risk quote-unquote risk you know in everything we do yeah um, but what really resonates with you Neil like what's what's going to be the most centered decision for ourselves and yeah this definitely made sense yeah I'd love to hear more from you Brittany and I mean really both of you because you made a lot of these choices together I know like how you might advise people to discern fear from intuition i think that's a big discussion in our world um i mean i hear it a lot just people trying to kind of like suss that out like intuition doesn't always mean that everything goes perfectly intuition is you know it, it's deeper than that and so i don't know i'd just be curious like how you felt like that in your body and if there's a, a choice or something that comes to mind where that felt like a relevant point i don't know yeah, that's such a great question. And I love that because I feel like it's just been a life a lesson for me, a process, like especially in these last 10 years where I feel like I've really been tapping into myself more. And for me, it's such a, it's such a feeling space. Like mm. for me, intuition feels like light and also deep and it feels exciting and it feels like it feels like pre-thought in a way. It's like, I know this thing is like a part of me. And fear really feels like clenching and resistance. And it's easy to feel in my body because I'll feel like all of a sudden I need to do something about it. Or I need to like, yeah, or like justify something. Or I literally feel like a clenching somewhere in my body. And yeah, intuition feels expansive and it feels easy most of the time and it feels natural and sometimes it feels too easy. And I think that may be like for me at different times then I've, my logical brain has gotten in the way and second guessed it and been like, well, you know, shouldn't I need to prepare for this or that? Or like, you know, we have this saying, I think in our society, which is like, I, I need to worry about that or I don't need to worry about that. And it's this funny idea that we need to worry about anything as opposed to just like be with it or observe it. And for me, fear feels like I need to worry about something right now. Like, and if I'm not worrying about something, I, I should start worrying about something. So I'm taking care of things. Yeah. As opposed to like being in that flow state, which definitely feels more intuitive to me yeah and it does it does seem like as a culture we tend to unite under under fear often and worry mm -hmm. and being um our primary business is through social media like youtube and instagram we get a lot of feedback from the outside world and we were getting a lot of these kind of fear-based questions that started with what if what if this thing and what if that thing what if that thing and it was like yeah. Wow, I can really see like when we're not in a centered place, how that, that type of external information can be really overwhelming. And I think for, for our sake, the intuition that we kept returning to is very self-led. Mm -hmm. And it didn't mean that we weren't taking in external information like books or like having conversations with people we resonated with. But it did mean that we had to kind of filter out a lot of the fears that our culture wanted to 
give to us. We just have to say like, no, thank you. <laughs> and, and keep kind of reinforcing it right here between each other. I mean, yes. our support, I think was really important to keep reinforcing it here and saying like, no, we got this, we got this. And definitely. I love what you said. Yeah. No, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like talking about um, reinforcing whatever it is that resonates with us. And I think that we can do that both ways. We can enforce fear or we can like reinforce our intuition. And for me, it was like, okay, right now my community and support system is like really right here between the two of us. And it was like, how can I, how can I expand that and have more people on my team? And for me, I found like, I'd rather have very few people Mm -hmm. that I feel really safe with than a bigger pool and um and I just surround myself with that and that mostly looked like falling asleep to like indie birth podcasts and it was just like so reassuring you know and I feel like the people we surround ourselves with or the energies we surround ourselves with matter so much and we really get to decide and I think that sometimes maybe we don't all know that and we're we forget or we haven't we haven't made that choice to really be discerning about the energies in our space. And then it can feel like we're getting off track and it wasn't even our decision, but Mm -hmm. just remembering like, it's really my job to take care of what and who and the energies that are coming into my space. And and that just matters so much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's taking responsibility. That's taking responsibility and, is so smart and is also, I think, increasingly difficult mm-hmm. in yes. the world we're in, especially with social media. Um, you know, even for people that uh, don't have a big following like you guys do. I mean, I think it's just so pervasive, right? You can get on there and there's a billion of that kind of thing going on and negative comments. And I remember even in my last pregnancy feeling like, really impressionable and like you said that palpable feeling like I'd read some of this stuff and just like it in such a different way when you're pregnant so you have to just be on guard for that and like you said create your safe space your safe support I think that is an absolutely amazing suggestion that people should pay attention to um, because it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks and you know I work with people that want to take responsibility as well but yet they're still maybe listening to the mother or the mother-in-law or um, letting things kind of infiltrate and while I think there's like a learning and growing process there ultimately you are it like you're the family you're the you're the ones that make the choices for this new creation of a person I mean what else is more important totally Yeah, I just want to add that because this is a pretty, you know, at this time, an an alternative approach to birth, I think we all, when we choose this, have to be a bit of a lighthouse. And that's just kind of a role that that we kind of have to take on because it is such a beautiful practice and such, in my opinion, an important practice that we aren't always going to get the support that we need, but we can teach other people like, how we want them to show up for us. And it's really okay to let someone know like, hey, I don't, I don't want to receive that feedback. And if you do want to share this space with me, I really need you to come at it from this way or be really supportive or that, that sort of thing. So yeah, and, and that's really what we tried to do is model how we wanted people to communicate with us. And if they didn't, 
we would just erase a comment very like without any question just like that doesn't feel good remove it because yeah. it's not going to serve anyone yeah. yeah that was an important part of the process yeah. yeah and actually hire like we had our assistants start removing comments for us that like we wouldn't have to yeah see. we didn't even have to look at it oh, yeah. <laughs> and most of our like most of the feedback we received from the outside world was really positive and yeah. from our families too but you know like that 10% that isn't can just get in there and yeah. it matters so much yeah yeah for sure I, I have felt that as well um, and I think you guys feel the same way. I mean, there's, there's no point in arguing or convincing. It's just an opportunity for you to revisit your own truth, which, you know, is all that I think any of us are about, which is the irony, right? It's like not, it's not an us against them thing. It's like, this is what's right for us. Um, and you, like you said, Connor, that was such a great way of putting it. Like, you can just be the lighthouse for other people too, in that, like, follow what's right for you. Yeah. Absolutely. We're all so different. So uh, can we move on to telling this birth story? Because honestly, I haven't even heard it. And I'm super excited. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> this experience. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I, we'd love to. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, I feel like for some reason I notice I always want to, I want to start the birth story like two days before because it just feels like, there are a couple cool things that happened. So yeah. um, Ilya, Ilya came through. I love how you say came earthside, and that's just like really stuck with me. <laughs> Ilya came earthside on a Monday. And um, on that Friday night, Connor and I practiced partner acrobatics. Um, so what that looks like a lot of the time is like me balanced upside down on his hands. Which is um, incredible, and we are going to link so people can be amazed by your photos. I'm like blown away every time I see it. Anyway. Proceed. <laughs> so, so we actually went to this acro jam here in Austin that happens every Friday night. And um, we just did the best acro of our whole pregnancy, which was, was so great. cool because I was 38 weeks pregnant. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And then the next night was the full moon. And I had just been feeling like ever since I put my quote due date in the calendar, like, wow, it would be so cool if Ilya came at 38 weeks instead of at uh, 40 weeks because that would be on the full moon and I just felt like that made sense mm. hey. and so we did this full moon ceremony Connor and I did with this other like really special being in our lives and we drew tarot cards and we watched the full moon and we talked about what birth is going to look like and just told Ilya like we're ready yeah. and then we went down and bathed in the spring water just under the full moon and yeah, then that night, I think things really started. And it's cool because all pregnancy, I kind of been saying to Ilya, like, hey, what do you think about the full moon, like 38 weeks? <laughs> and like, you do your thing. You it's all good, thing. but also. But also, you could come at this time. <laughs> and that night, we got home, and Connor, you really didn't sleep well that night. Yeah, I was just, for whatever reason, I just had this sense, like, I got things to do. And mm -hmm. I just had... It was just little things like I wanted to hang these blackout curtains in our room and like organize the fridge and clean up. The <laughs> and I wasn't thinking at that time, like, oh, this is going to happen tomorrow. I was actually thinking this, this will probably happen in like a week. So I've got some things to do and I'm, I'm going to stay home tomorrow and take care of those. Aww. Yeah. And that night I too was like, so I kind of woke up when you were up and I was just feeling all this pressure in my pelvis. And I've been feeling so many different sensations like throughout like a lot of like tightenings and 
all kinds of different things. But I was like, this is interesting. And it was like kind of hard to walk. And I usually, or we usually go to ecstatic dance on uh, Sunday mornings here. And I was like, oh, man, this stinks. Like maybe I won't be able to dance in the morning. <laughs> and then I woke <laughs> woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, I feel great. And so I was like, I'm going to go to dance. And Connor, you really hadn't slept. And you're like, I got to stay home. And I'm like, I got to do these curtains. I got to do things. <laughs> Which is interesting because, like, for you to miss dance is like a big deal. Very unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to ecstatic dance, and I was kind of feeling maybe some new sensations at that time, but like, really didn't. I don't know. Like, it didn't feel radically different. And then afterwards, um, just checked in with Connor, and Connor was still doing stuff here. So I went to Barton Springs and like was laying out under these trees and bathing in the spring water and hanging out with some friends and. It was at some point there where I started to realize, like, everybody's talking, but, like, I can't really pay attention right now because I'm just feeling, like, these sensations. And I had been feeling them, you know, for months, but it was, like, kind of feel like I need to, like, change positions or just, like, not focus on this conversation right now. And it just sort of hit me. I'm like, this has been happening every few minutes. And so then I was just, like, I just felt pretty uncomfortable. And I just told my friends, I'm like, I have to go home and, like, either poop or have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I came home and I just like walked in the door and I told Connor I'm like I really think I need to poop and um I couldn't I couldn't poop but I like when I wiped myself there was just like a little bit of blood and mm -hmm. that hadn't happened all pregnancy like I didn't have any little bit of blood so I was just like oh my gosh like yeah I really feel like I really feel like this is gonna happen and I showed Connor and told him I was like hey I think we're gonna have a baby and yeah, and I just was so not expecting that. I think my face just got like this weird color and I like <laughs> didn't say anything. I got very serious. Very serious. Which is not what I had envisioned for myself. My envision was like, okay, here we go. But I, and I did eventually get to that space. Yeah. But initially I had some anxiety to process, I guess. It was like panic attack. <laughs> It was so cool. Like our dance, Connor and my dance throughout the whole thing was perfect. It was perfect. It was like, yeah, Very I was, balanced. it was so balanced. I was so excited when I got home. I was like, don't worry about it. Like we're like, I'm so excited about this. We're going to do great. I'm like, I just need a couple things. I'm like, I really want you to take a picture of me because I didn't take my 38 week picture update. And I want to weigh myself because I was so curious, like mm -hmm. how much you'd been lifting in Acro. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so curious how much birth was gonna weigh. So it just sounded fun to do those things. And I was just like really business-like about it. And then um, I just started like vlogging cause I wanted to track like some of the process and doing my own thing. And Connor just started like for hours, you were just sort of like organizing the space and setting up stuff. Yeah, birthing tub took, you know, took a little bit of a process. And yeah, and then as, as I was setting things up, I started to like drop into the space more and, and um, feel like more like how I had envisioned myself showing up, which was good. <laughs> yeah, and it was really fun for a while. Like that was, that all started at about 2.30 in the afternoon. And I would say it was like really fun. And then around eight o'clock we were like checking in because it was the Game of Thrones season finale that night. And it's like the only <laughs> show that we've ever watched. We've ever watched. And um, <laughs> we were like, are we going to watch the finale? Yeah. <laughs> we were gonna watch it. We're like, well, we might be able to. Connor was like, that might be a little intense for this. Um, and we were gonna watch it. And then I remember you were, it was like eight o'clock and you're like, it might be a little late. 
and I just felt like, yeah. And you're like, do you think you could sleep? And I just said like, no, I really, I really don't think I could sleep, but I could lay down. Um, and then you asked like, well, do you want to make love? And we like, we both really did want to. So that was like at like nine o'clock and that was really nice. Yeah. And then after that, it was like, yeah, things started to intensify and we have a whiteboard and on the whiteboard I wrote like midnight intense. <laughs> <laughs> And I kind of, I kind of remember saying like, okay, I'm ready. Like, I know that, I know that I'm not gonna, like, we're not gonna get there, like at this, like things are gonna have to shift a little bit. And I just said like, okay, like, let's do this. I'm ready. Um, but I wasn't ready. Like, I mean, I was as ready as I could have been. But then when things started getting intense, I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, and it, it, it was pretty intense for a while for, for you. And, you know, as you kind of were dropping into that more intense place. And I've, I've kind of referred to it as this more animal place and you got a little more growly and just a little more like, Oh, this is, and um, that's when I got even more centered and more grounded. And that was this beautiful dance that we, we kind of created within our, our home setting here. And it was beautiful. It was so beautiful to be able to support you when I felt like you, you really were, needing that or could use yeah. that the most and it just felt really good and also I was having my own intensity yeah, you know, totally. happening but it felt like I could be more grounded as I knew that I could offer you support yeah and so like what it kind of looked like in general was like moving from these different spaces we had the birthing tub set up in our bedroom and like a space on the floor I could be and then I was in the living room we had like a little floor mattress set up and um that you took a couple little naps there and I like laid down next to you and I was using these vibrators on my back just to mm -hmm. sort of like relax which was nice and I was kind of like dancing around sometimes um sometimes just like supporting myself like half doubled over and a lot of the time in the tub just like in and out of the tub I think you filled it up like four times yeah mm -hmm. and we just like kept adding water um and then it was like yeah, I remember like through the middle of the night, I really thought like it would be done by morning and it was like maybe by 4 a.m. and it wasn't like, it wasn't near there and we were just kind of feeling like, oh, and I remember just thinking like, this sucks, like this isn't fun anymore, this is hard. Yeah, and at 6 a.m. I was just like, yeah, and it was, it was interesting too, it was good to be in those spaces and feel like, okay, this sucks, like, what could I do about it? And I just felt like there's nothing, mm -hmm. there's nothing really, you know, just to be here, that's all I can do. And I didn't find any comfort in the idea like, oh, well, I could go to this place or I could have like someone else here. Like, it wasn't like that. I just felt mm -hmm. like this just sucks and it's hard and I'm pissed <laughs> off that it's so hard. Right. Yeah. And uh, then at, at six, we messaged you, Marin, and that was just, it was so amazing. Like I, it was nice to, I think that we talked about it beforehand and it was just nice. It was amazing feeling like that was an option. That was something we had always envisioned. Like it would be so nice to have someone that we really like trust and believe in that we could reach out to. Like if just, if something came up that we couldn't really foresee mm -hmm. and it felt so mm -hmm. perfect. And I knew it was like probably 4am your time there. So I didn't expect to hear back from you anytime soon. And then you messaged a few hours later and you're just like, and I think I basically said like very like loosely what was going on. And I was like, yeah, this is hard or whatever. And um, I feel like I'm not progressing or something like that. 
And so then you said you could talk and we talked to you around 10, I think that was our time. And I remember I was in the birthing tub and having some like pretty intense waves during the call. And I just like, kept hand handing the phone to Connor. Hey, you. Yeah, and I think I looked at the call after and we talked for like, it was either under eight minutes or under nine minutes or something. It wasn't long, but it was so helpful. I it mean, made all the difference. Yeah, like I just, I, I started crying when we were on the phone. I think just because I felt like, oh, there's someone who cares and knows what we're talking about and who said it's going to be okay or like, you know, whatever it was that you said. It was like, it was simple. It was like, oh yeah, it sounds pretty good. Sounds like you got You're this. like, that sounds totally normal. But it was really a, it was really a game changer at that point. And that's just what we needed. We needed that little bit of just like, you got this from the outside world. And yeah. it was perfect. Because at the time I just kind of felt like, I mean, it had been so important to me not to like monitor the process in any sort of way, <laughs> um, which was the same with pregnancy. Like I really just wanted it to be a natural process for me, whatever that meant. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, like hearing you say like, that's normal. Like you are progressing, even if you know, you feel like you're not and you're doing great. And I just felt like, okay, mm -hmm. like, cool. We're doing great. We got this. It's just hard. That's what it is. It's just hard. Yeah. And, um, after that things really shifted for us. Um, and like within the next hour, we, I felt like I started to feel the urge to push and there was, um, this like popping feeling inside of me. And I was thinking like, I was kind of always envisioning that they might like that. My waters might not open before birth. And so when that happened, I was thinking like, okay, this feels like it's part of like my sack and my bag of waters and that Ilya's head might be in it, but their head wasn't in it. And um, <laughs> it was just like part of my sack and it, it just like started hanging out of me. Do you want to? Uh, yeah, it was like, like fist sized about and yeah. super kind of clear white. And it was really cool. Just like, yeah. whoa, that's wild. And you were just standing at that point yeah. in our other room and just kind of touching it. And it was like, oh my God, this it was is so, so cool. cool. Yeah. So that was cool just to see the, the physical representation of progression and be like, okay, oh. things are happening. Things are happening. Yeah. And then it just kind of opened up on its own and it was just kind of dangling there. It was, it was hanging just out like, wow. It was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after that, I sort of reached inside of me, and I was like, okay, well, if that's not their head, then, like, this is this thing I'm feeling, like, a little further up. <laughs> that's probably the head. And, um, yeah, then it just kind of – I was in the birthing tub for most of the rest of the time. That was, like, yeah. probably around 11, and Ilya came at 2.30. Mm. And so it was just, like, feeling it come down a little bit more, a little bit more. And then the last, like – I would say, like, 30 to 40 minutes it took to sort of – birth the head and I would feel it like at the opening of my like my vaginal opening and then it went out a little bit and then go back in and come out a little bit and Connor um, 
It's funny too because we were in it's funny to learn because of them when I was <laughs> But I was like, okay, I was like, Connor, their head's like taking up all my vaginal opening and then I'm still feeling all this pressure like on my perineum and on my ass and there's more head and like I don't know how it's gonna fit through and I was like I was like, It's like fire, baby. I don't wanna rip my shit. <laughs> Dude, it was so sweet the way you said it. It was just like, Oh please, like, oh how's this gonna work? <laughs> Yeah, but it was cool because the more it came out, the more I was like, oh, it does work. And it was like, of course, the body, like, it's set up like that. It's going to be okay. Um, and then, yeah, it was probably, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes of that. And at the last one, I was like, I can't, I feel like I just had to give it a little extra. I was like, I can't feel this, like, almost come out of me again and not actually come out of me. And, um, yeah, it was just this, like, little extra at the end of the wave. And then I felt there hand their head in my hand and I was just like instantly like calm and grounded and it was amazing I just like felt I just told Connor I was like I I have their head in my hand and I can feel their little ear yeah but I mean for the last like three or four hours Brittany was in this super intense state super animal like literally looking at me and growling and I was putting this cold washcloth on her back because she was just like breaking out in sweats and it was super intense. And then as soon as you were holding Ilya's head, it was just like peace. Like she's just completely different person. And then I lost my shit and just started crying and was like, oh my because as soon as I knew she was, you know, in a more centered place, it's like, okay, I can now feel. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so then I was, like, fumbling around trying to, like, we had talked about getting a, some good video of that, and so I, like, got the camera, and I was, like, just had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I had been, operated this camera for, like, years, and I was just, like, wow, what is this thing? I was just And it was, uh, it was so sweet, and Connor was just, like, okay, baby. <laughs> I don't I'm, like, even know who I was crying. talking to. It was so sweet, and I just knew that, like, okay, in a minute, there's going to be another wave, and their whole body's going to come. And I just felt like so, I'm like, cool, the head's out, everything's done, basically. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Two like, minutes later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was so easy. Their whole body came out, you know, pulled up this being. And I was just, yeah, I was just holding our baby. And it was so nice because I felt like, Connor, your reaction, like you were just sobbing and like, mm-hmm. Ilya, like just saying their name and like they're here and all this stuff. And um it was so cool because that felt like somewhere that was my internal reaction. But at the time I was just like, cool, like very businesslike, like looking at our baby, like great. Like they, I mean, Ilya looked amazing. Was, I mean, that I'm sure part of that is being birthed into water, but there was like, just like very little anything going on. And after like 15 seconds, Ilya started crying and it was perfect and just like clearing out their lungs. And I was just like, yeah, making sure they were breathing, just welcoming Ilya Earthside. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. It was amazing, and we were in that space in the birthing tub for like five to ten minutes, and then I was like, okay, cool, like I want to get out and bird the placenta, and we had gotten just like a bowl and a colander, and Connor brought those in for me, and it was so easy. I just like squatted over the bowl, and it came right out. I was really curious how that would be, but it, it's barely, I don't know at the time if I like, pushed at all or anything it felt like it just like naturally yeah. really came out of me yeah I mean and then you know we just kind of just out. in this crazy place <laughs> like there's 
not a baby there and then there's a baby there and it's like in a matter of minutes or seconds even is how it seemed to me because I couldn't see into the birth tub water at all so it was like it was just an incredible thing and then yeah I think we just hung out with them and maybe we slept maybe we didn't I don't really remember (laughs) but we were just in a totally different place I think all the hormones were just filling up the room and it felt it just felt incredible. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that was really cool is like, we didn't tell anyone that yeah, like Ilya was coming or anything. So it just felt like you were the only person we contacted Marin. So like once we got out of our little bubble, like an hour later, we're like, Oh, let's send Marin a picture. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, uh, yeah. And then we got to, yeah, a little while later, we like recorded this little video for our families and it was really, it was so simple, really. It was so simple. Yeah, and one of the highlights was just looking at each other and being like, we did it. We did it. And it wasn't like, in spite of all those people, but like a little bit. It was like, yeah, we did it, even though they said we couldn't. Yeah. You know, just some of those, some of those comments that we had gotten that stuck in there for me and just being like, I knew we could do it. Yeah. Oh, and it just felt so satisfying. And I felt really, really, really proud of you. It's a good feeling. Yeah, I remember afterwards, like, feeling like I never, I mean, of course, none of us ever need to feel this way, but like, I felt like I never need to feel inadequate ever Mm -hmm. again. Like that's the most badass thing I've ever done. It felt a hundred times more badass and intense and harder than anything I'd ever done. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys are so amazing. (laughs) you are such a rock star like I just can't even it's so you're right it is so simple but yeah the amount of work you did to get to that place where it felt simple is incredible and your partnership is just so beautiful I love hearing how you both like held both of those different places Um, and that's so unique nowadays like I don't, you know, I mean, and as a midwife too, like, I don't know that I even really get to see that because people are kind of also looking to me to like hold some of that. So the balance, I mean, it's not wrong. It's just like the balance is different often. Um, And, you know, it's still incredible what women are able to do, but you guys sharing this together and it's just great. It's like funny and beautiful and (laughs) simple. And I appreciate sharing you know the rawness of it too like it is hard and I, I think people also need to hear that like just because you're owning it just because you're being responsible doesn't mean your baby like falls out in an hour right totally. yeah. it's freaking hard and yeah. you have moments you know I, I think of when we talked and uh, the expression that always comes into my head at that moment in labor or you know for some people at different points is you feel kind of like lost at sea like it's just yeah. you're in that altered state. It's not because mm-hmm. it isn't working. It's not because you don't know. It's just, yeah, like you're purposefully kind of out because that's where you need to be. So, um, yeah, like getting a little bit grounded here and there as you needed to sounded like perfect. And that's yeah, it was super helpful. That's totally like helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for both of us. You know, we were yeah. both there. Like, Whoa. yeah. 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 Yeah, gosh, thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, it's such an honor to uh, share with you on your podcast, something that we really relied on a lot for our our education and our centeredness more than anything. Yeah, our community too. Yeah, Yeah, and and there was actually a a birth story you had 
here, which is just so great. And I, I thought of it so many times and it was a, a, a couple and they were sharing together and, um, yeah, it just, mm, was it, nice it was really nice and really cool for both of us to hear. So it feels like, yeah, kind of amazing and magical to be able to come full circle and to have like had our own ideal birth and be able to share it. And yeah, just to be, I don't know, it's really, it's otherworldly. Like there's no real words I can share. And it's, it's almost like, I don't want the magic to be lost. And it's almost hard to talk about like how magical the experience of birth is, which I'm sure you understand. And there's like, there's no way to put it into words, but to be no. able to share a bit of that magic here feels like yeah, it's such an honor. Yeah, no, I so appreciate it. And I think everyone listening does, and I totally get it. Like, there aren't really words and it's your own experience inside your own self. And then between, you know, you as a family, um, but just feeling your energy here, I think is like, you know, that's the, that's the magical point for everyone else. Like they'll have their own experiences, but knowing that it's possible, knowing that there's a journey that people take and, you know, knowing that it's hard, but you can do it is what I always say. It's hard, but you can do it is such a great message so i love you guys i'm so thank you yeah one last thing let's let's share with people where they can find you um in case they have questions or just want to follow you guys on social media or whatever you want to share go ahead cool cool yeah probably the best way is just to google connor and Brittany, even if you spell our names wrong um, <laughs> probably come up and we have a couple of youtube channels and a website and we have one YouTube channel that's called Connor and Brittany Family and Lifestyle, and that we talk a lot more specifically about baby and lifestyle stuff. And then we have another one that's more centered on relationships and communication and sex positivity. So we have two different YouTube channels. Yeah. I love them both. And then, we, yeah, we have our, our website as well. So Awesome. Yeah, people should totally check that out since there's so many cool aspects of you guys and what you have to share. And this was only like one tiny little sliver of your really cool lives so oh well especially as Ilya grows you know I know you guys will have lots to share and lots to inspire people as so I look forward to following that and keeping in touch and all that so uh thanks again and thanks everyone for listening <clears throat> check out our new patreon uh, platform it's patreon.com forward slash indie birth where you can be more a part of the community as we remove ourselves actually from a lot of social media. But check that out and we'll see you over there. Thanks for listening. Bye.